To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Well, well, well. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what show is this? Uh, 57? Are we at 57 or 56? 57? Maybe 58. I don't know. I don't even know, man. I don't know, but uh, you are listening to the Chiss Ascendancy. Yes, you are. Intro sounds a little bit different. You got a one extra voice, episode 57. There we go. Uh, and that is because Josiah and his lovely wife, Macy, are out of town celebrating their fifth wedding anniversary. Happy and, anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary, Josiah and Macy. Love you both. Yep. And in the meanwhile, we're going to be uh, doing a little bit of a side gig here. So while the cat's away, the mice are at play. Yeah, they are. So Blink-182 has a song called Adam's Song. We're just going to have an episode called Adam's Episode. So we got our friend Adam Macy. I think this is your first time on camera. Yeah. And uh, he's usually back there helping us out, making sure the shot looks good or uh, helping us, you know, run stuff. Like now we've got this TV. He'll put stuff up there for us. Uh, But we figured we'd take the opportunity to get the man from behind the camera in front of the camera and let the uh, folks at home know a little bit about him. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah, let's get into it. So Adam. Uh, you're helping out on a Star Wars podcast. Obviously, mm-hmm. that bespeaks a little bit of love for Star Wars. Where did that? What are your earliest Star Wars memories? Oh, um, I would think that uh, I think it was Empire Strikes Back came out on VHS. I think in like '85. Mm. I know that you know kind of ages <laughs> me. I was two and a half years old, maybe, or no, it just turned two because it came out in August of '85. So I just turned two. And, uh, and I think when I was four, I watched that nonstop for a year. That's what my parents tell me. So mm. I knew Empire Strikes Back backwards and forwards. Like the back of your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it was, it was the movie to watch. And now obviously it's the best one. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad place to start. Yeah. I, maybe I've told this story before, but, uh, when I was younger, my mom would have a, uh, Bible study or whatever. And so we had episodes four through six on VHS in a box set. Okay. And she would let us watch those only when they were having the Bible study because it would keep us distracted the whole time. (laughs) And so she was done with her study group or whatever, but Empire wasn't over. She's like, all right, time to give the movies back. And I was like, I'll show her. So I took uh, Empire out of the sleeve and I put the sleeve back in the box set and handed her the box set. Nice. And uh, she came into my room a couple of days later and I was watching Empire and I got in trouble for it, but it was so, so worth it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. I stand by that decision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to take those chances, you know? Yep. You never know. Yep. Sometimes you got to run before you can walk. That's right. That's what Iron Man says. Kind of makes you a, a better person in the long run, kind of, if that's a thing. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Empire was your start. Is that your favorite film? Um, No. Honestly, don't hate me. But I loved when Force Awakens came out. The like, Force Awakens. I, it was, dude. I didn't even know that. How did no, I not know that? Well, it was. 
you know, there's been six other movies and we hadn't seen anything in a while. And just right. like when this one came out, it was right. on a totally different level. And it just it just stuck out to me. I, li- I like all the movies, you mm-hmm. know, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Just Force Awakens just stuck out to me and I really liked it. Wow, TFA, interesting. Yeah, yeah I uh, remember last week we did the trailers episode mm-hmm. and seeing the trailers kind of brought back a lot of the emotions yeah. that you oh, kind of, because you can shelve those things pretty easily if you don't watch the trailer, but it, um, the Force Awakens specifically, Josiah and I uh, got tickets to go see the marathon. So we saw all six in theaters and then oh episode seven. It was a wild ride, uh, but we were just so stoked. Um, man, I really thought you were going to say something prequels when you said, don't hate me. <laughs> I thought that's where that, that was going. Um, well, you know, in the same line, my next one would have been uh Phantom Menace. Dude, <laughs> I, I knew, I knew it's <laughs> the logical choice is Empire or, uh, Revenge of the Sith from, you sure. know, one through three. Um, that's my favorite Star Wars movie, but I love the Phantom Menace and it gets oh, so much it. hate. Yeah. But because you said, don't hate me, I, I figured it was either one of the sequels or it was TFA or cool. TFM. Yeah. It PM. just, um, Oh my God. The force awakens. Yeah. Phantom, Phantom Menace, Menace was, was a, um, I don't know. It was kind of iconic cause, um, me and like eight of my cousins went to see this because they were, uh, they were in town. It was Christmas or I think around Christmas time mm-hmm. or maybe a holiday or something. December. Yeah. And so, uh, they're just like, Hey, let's go to a movie. So we piled up in the car my dad took us down there and uh, eight people into a Jeep Cherokee, or nine, <laughs> including my dad. So it was interesting, to say Dude, the that's least. That's a snug fit. <laughs> it was very snug. How many were in the back? Um, I don't know, two or three of us. Just I was like in, in the, the trunk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but we got up there, and then uh, when you get to, like, the pod racing, the pod racing was so awesome. Like, it just, I couldn't, I first initially seeing it was just awesome. And then mm-hmm. to go back and rewatch it, it's still cool. Like, it's still just as cool as watching it the first time. Yeah. I. Uh, how would you feel about The Phantom Menace if it still had that hour-long pod racing scene that it was supposed to have? Um, I'd watch it. I'd still watch it. I'd still watch it. <laughs> I'd still watch it. <laughs> That's kind of like me. I remember um, when, you know, the sequel trilogies were coming out, and everybody was talking about Darth Jar Jar. Yeah. I said... I'm going to watch this film, but if it's Darth Jar Jar, I'm quitting Star Wars forever. <laughs> I was like, I'm still going to watch it, but I'm quitting Star Wars after this. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I just can't really imagine what it would be like to have, like, an hour scene of anything, really. Yeah. I mean, that seems a little extreme, but right. it was so good. It was so good, I think, yeah. because it wasn't an hour Prob- long. Probably. It's kind of like uh, my dad's on a burner for 24 right now. Okay. And that show is exhausting to watch. Uh, yeah. I'm, because I'm it's, you. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's like, made it through season one. I was like, wow, it took you like a full day, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause, I mean, That's minus funny. the, you know, what's not making it up to an hour because of commercial breaks yeah. and everything, but it's literally 24 hours a season. Yep. Uh, so uh, that's your favorite, let's say, Skywalker saga film is The Force Awakens, Phantom is close second. What about the extra films? Um, hmm. I loved Solo. Okay. I thought Solo it's was a good great. Um, I thought, um, I can't think of the actor's name, but I think he did a decent job mm-hmm. uh, representing whole, uh, Solo. Yeah, those were big shoes to fill. Yeah, for sure. I remember being very nervous about that. For sure. Uh, it was, it was the storyline was interesting, mm-hmm. but I, I love I love to see his backstory too, because we don't know a whole lot about him through, 
you know, the, the nine movies that came out. We don't know his his previous story unless you've read books or right. you know, what have you. But um, but just going back and seeing where he came from, and you know, obviously we knew he was he was by himself, mm-hmm. um, just growing up as a you know kind of an orphan, so to speak. Yeah. In Karelia, but I mean, just to see everything that he went through, actually being part of the empire, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a, a you know a pilot and stuff through all that, I just it was just interesting. Yeah. So solo over Rogue One then. Yeah, except except for the final scene where Darth Vader just Dude. unleashes. That is by far my favorite scene in Star Wars. Dude, Love it's, it. It's really hard to beat. I think it's just because it was so anticipated. We've, right. Everybody's right. wanted that forever. Oh, my God, yeah. Forever we've wanted that. Yeah. Um, do you think that you would like Solo as much if you hadn't watched Clone Wars? Hmm. Um. Maybe. But... I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I think a lot of people that don't enjoy Solo as much, and I think Rogue One is, um, it obviously contributes to the story leading up to four, right? And then uh, I think part of why it's so successful, though, is because they didn't have to build up any characters that we already knew for the most part. I think Mon Mothma was in it. Right. um, And Akbar, but, you know, like, not mainline characters. And... I think that standalone idea, you know, kind of let them be successful because they had to kill everybody. Every, right. you know, going into the movie, you know, everybody here has to die. We don't right. see him again. But part of what made Solo so great was that it tied into the other elements that were working through Star Wars, mainly through the gangs and uh, Darth Maul gets pulled back into it. Most people right. thought Maul was dead if they hadn't watched the Clone Wars. I remember I was in theaters watching it and everybody was like, what? Darth Maul's alive? Right. You know, and you, you could tell who the fans were and who weren't. <laughs> right. Um, and actually going back and watching Clone Wars, because y'all mm-hmm. watched it and told me to watch it. And so I went back and watched it and it, yeah, and then seeing everything that he gets involved in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then actually thinking back to Solo, it's like, uh, that all ties in, like you said, but it just, uh, it just makes a lot more sense. But I just love how everything, I think that that's one thing that I love about Star Wars is all the pieces can be in, you know, totally different regions, but at the mm-hmm. same time they all connect and it just makes it so good. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so difficult to do. I mean, they're. I'm working my way through the material for uh, the High Republic, mm-hmm. and it's all falling together. But it's so so far apart. <laughs> it's falling. It well, it's falling together, and it's like there are so many moving pieces, but they're still working together. Sure. Where the I characters from one book will be loosely referenced in another book, in how all those pieces are tracking. It's very interesting how they're able to do that. But I think that's one of the things that makes Star Wars so great as a whole. Yeah. Is its ability to kind of make those things happen against you know movies and books and comics and tv shows you know things are kind of hard to track and i think that they've done such a a a much better job as opposed to like the marvel cinematic universe where Mm. i mean they had all these movies and stuff to do but to do that with movies tv shows books and stuff like Mm -hmm. that i mean you've got to you've got to literally tie everything together and just to have all those ties in place and actually make sense and flow i mean they're doing such an awesome job to keep it going well and part of the crazy thing is that um Marvel has a, a multiverse too. So right. even if there is a plot hole, they're like wrong one, you right. know, different, right. different right. universe, but it's kind of, it's much harder to sweep those things under the rug when you have, you know, one single line. And I think that's probably why they did away with most of the what's legends material now, Sure, you know, sure. just for the sake of uh, continuity. Well, we're talking about multiple platforms. Uh, what's your favorite TV series? Um, Let's say animated. Because I think everybody's going to pick Mandalorian at this point. Uh, you're going to hate me, but Rebels. 
<laughs> Can you justify it? I don't know. I liked, I, I liked Ezra. I just, there was just something about him that I liked. Um, Are you biased because your son's named Ezra? No, no. And uh, I did not name Ezra after Ezra. <laughs> named Ezra after the Jewish name of the Bible. But um, no, but I just, I, for whatever reason, I thought his character was kind of cool. He was just, you know, a lost kid, mm-hmm. very similar to Solo on his own, you know, making it, but then realizes he's got the force in him and just, I don't know, just kind of took off. How do you feel about his staple gun lightsaber? Oh my gosh. Um, I think it's awful. I'm going to go right for the Achilles. <laughs> yeah. Pick on your favorite character. <laughs> no, um, that's probably the worst thing about it. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. yeah but yeah, you're right. A staple gun. Come on. Yeah. Man. Obi-Wan would have been really upset. Yeah. Absolutely. So uncivilized. Absolutely. That's probably the worst part about it, but some of the stories were kind of cool. And then, yeah. um, the the characters that he um, he's in in contact with at all times uh, the pilot what's her name Hera Hera fantastic I love yeah, her she's a cool character yeah. uh, Kanan's a cool character there are some cool characters and I do owe them the fact that they used rebels to bring back Thrawn I owe them that okay. much okay yeah I didn't care for Kanan Kanan got annoying to me at first he was kind of is cool, it because but... you identify with Ezra no <laughs> no <laughs> no Kanan just got to I don't know. It was just kind of annoying. And then when it goes into him and Hera's love story, that was a little annoying. I think Kanan was better after he got blinded. I, actually, I would. I thought he was better before. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. I think he found. I think he found his stride when he was blind. I can see that. You know what I mean? He got yeah. more centered. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe that's why I didn't like him. Is because he's more centered. Because <laughs> he was less chaotic. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a chaotic person. So I can feel that. I can feel so. that. All right. So then, favorite Jedi. Oh. Um. Eesh, caught me off guard there. I'm a, I mean, I'm a child of the '80s and '90s, so I'm gonna have to go with Luke. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Have you? I guess probably not, but I was just curious if you had happened to read any of the uh, older book material. Covering, I have not covering Luke's life. No, dude. It's it's on He's, the agenda. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't. Well, it's yet. cool because I think um, something that is kind of different. And the way we see Jedi, especially in the original trilogy and how it, our perception of them kind of changed uh, around the prequels will be the way that we view the Jedi. And I think part of it is that movie technology then was so different. It was really hard for George to convey what he thought a Jedi could do or what their limitations would be. I could see that. And so even Luke as the master, like Grandmaster Jedi, you know, he's still figuring things out a lot of the time. Sure. Um, but yeah, Grandmaster Luke is insane. I did like Anakin a lot, like yeah. a lot, a lot, but just, you know, like I said, being a child is of the Is it nostalgia 90s, that gives yeah, Luke the win? Sure, for sure. You know, something that's crazy is in the High Republic, they have multiple Grandmaster Jedis. Really? Yeah. I always thought it was just like a, like there was only one. Like the one. Yeah. yeah. But in the comic, uh, there's two. There's Yoda and there's another guy. And I'm not sure if that's because Yoda's on sabbatical. The other guy's just kind of wearing his hat. Like in term or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But they just said Grandmasters because Yoda still has the title. Interesting. Yeah, it was weird. I hope they develop that a little bit more. That'd be cool to understand that a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, those are just kind of things. Because, I mean, think about it. We didn't even have those rankings established before we got to the prequel films. That stuff was never talked about in the original trilogy. True. All that kind of stuff we take for granted. So, favorite Jedi is Luke. Favorite Sith? Ooh. Um, I love me some Sheev. Like, I love she, but Kylo, probably. Kylo Ren. I love Kylo. What do you feel about them saying that Kylo's not our true Sith? 
I mean, agree to disagree. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny that you would walk this line because uh, Luke, for Luke's sake, they're saying that Kylo Ren and Snoke aren't true Sith. But, you know, it's kind of hard to stand by that argument now if you think that Snoke might be Palpatine's new apprentice and Palpatine's the one true Sith. Maybe, but I mean, you got to think of of how how Kylo kind of flirted with both sides too. So mm-hmm. he's got some Sith there. He's got some Jedi there. I mean, he's had yeah. Jedi training, so I mean, he he knows kind of both sides. But I mean, he's got he dabbles in the Sith a little bit. So yeah. I mean, well, and I think the main transition that we see for a lot of the prominent Sith, especially in like the Old Republic stuff, so like uh, Malgus and uh, Bane one of their things that they have in common is like a final sacrifice to kind of go over to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And Kylo kind of does that with Han. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, for that sure. he kills Han, but it's hard to say if it counts, if Han kind of did it for him, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's not really explicitly stated. That's, that can be a little complicated, a little bit deeper than I am, but, uh, <laughs> but like, I don't know. There's just something about him. And then when you go into, uh, what was it? The last Jedi mm-hmm. where he, he's in the throne room scene. Mm-hmm. And then he turns that lightsaber and just pretty much slices Snoke in half. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you can kind of see where he's flirting with, man, I, I really miss you know, being good or, mm-hmm. Hey, this is still, I'm still bad. I can still do this. I can still right. pull this off. And I don't know. I just, I love that character where he doesn't know which way he's going, mm-hmm. but he's, he's trying to go some way. Yeah. And, and it was interesting. Cause he, it was like, he was, abandoning the dark side but at the same time he was trying to usurp the throne right right you know what i mean right and then uh and then to go from that to the very end of of skywalker uh episode mm-hmm. nine where you know him and ray you know turn out to be best friends so to speak right you know? and uh best friends with benefits right <laughs> little smoochy smooch and then they or the death scene yeah it's just i don't know just I just I loved his character. I thought I thought they did a great job, regardless of who made the films. I thought that they did a great job with with Kylo. Yeah. So yeah, I love Kylo. Kylo was easily the best thing to come out of for sure the sequel trilogy, in my for opinion. Sure. For sure. Um, mainly because Han dies in movie one, Leia dies in movie two, Luke dies in movie two. <laughs> yeah. Or so. no, Leia dies in movie three, but basically movie yeah. two. Yeah. Um. But you know what I mean? Like, the, sure. it was very much they were trying to install these new characters. So mainline characters didn't get as much love as everybody would have appreciated. But I didn't really put that together until you just said that to where they're really killing off the old characters to make yeah. room for all the new characters. and stuff. Just like the Sith. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Disney is the Sith Empire. You heard it here. That first. is hilarious. But true. All right. So we've got, what do we got? You got your favorite film. You got your favorite extra film, your favorite TV series, Jedi Sith. All right, Bounty Hunter, I guess it's the next logical step. Um, Again, child of the 80s and 90s. I did love Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know a whole lot about Bosk, but, you know, the scene in Empire where all the, uh, all the well, Bounty Hunters I know are. all about the toes. Right, about the toes. Um, so I knew that they were there. Didn't mm-hmm. really know a whole lot about them. But after uh, John Favreau and uh, Filoni came out with Mandalorian, I'm hooked on Mando. I love Mando. Din Djarin, favorite uh, Bounty Hunter. Yeah, I love him. Uh, Bosk was my favorite bounty hunter for a long time. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, I just, I'm all about Ambo these days. Okay. He's from what I've read about him. He's pretty, he's a bad man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
But um, being a Favreau fan first, mm-hmm. um, and just knowing, you know, seeing Iron Man and what he's mm-hmm. done with, you know, MCU and Elf, not and Elf, that. yeah, um, and a lot of movies. But he um, he's just phenomenal at what he does and mm-hmm. making movies, directing, every acting. I mean, he does a great job, and uh, I just think they they putting him together with Filoni mm-hmm. just I just thought they turned Mando into right because you got a great filmmaker, you've got, and then within Filoni you have a great film thinker, right? You know what I mean? You have somebody and, who's going to get into the deep lore, and they both love Star Wars. And, you know, Filoni being uh, George Jr., mm-hmm. you know, you, you, he's got that mindset of how stores needs to be. Right. And so, you know, putting him together with Filoni and, uh, I mean, putting him together with uh, Favreau and all the other directors that they have doing those, I mean, they just did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So, uh, being the more casual fan on this show. Sure. As, I mean, I, casual is kind of a loose word where the bar is really high. Yeah. What uh, do you feel is something that the casual fan kind of misses out on as far as not getting into the extra material. Um, I mean, listening to you guys talk about like the books and stuff, mm-hmm. I is, is phenomenal to me because most of the stuff that I read is about money, about, you know, stocks and stuff like that. Just, I'm getting old. So I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to, you know, think forward or whatever. But at the same time, I just don't read near as much fiction as I used to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to hear you guys talk about like Darth Bane, Darth Malgus and all mm-hmm. these other guys, I'm just like, Oh my God. Like there's so much more that I don't even, I can't even comprehend because I, I haven't re- read, you know, any of the stuff that y'all have. Yeah. And so to, to think about that, I mean, I just, uh, the books, I mean, you, y'all have a buddy, Caleb, I think that started reading some of the books or, or, uh, audible, I think is what Josiah was telling me mm-hmm. that he was audible in some, like, uh, maybe the Thrawn series or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, getting people into it like that, I think that that's, yeah. that's, that's the best way to do it is just throw it up on audible and just listen to it while you're doing some other stuff. But when well, I got a really good friend, I just got him on the air of the empire series as well. Cool. Where he's, uh, if, for those of you who don't know, air to the empire is, kind of the trilogy that saved star wars yeah um yeah. as far as interest because there was a dead space between episode six and then you know the rebirth of star wars in episode one yep. and it mainly focuses around thrawn that's where he was first introduced and uh he said i'm really enjoying reading about han and luke and leia but i'm really into thrawn and i was like yeah yeah there yeah. You go. i was like now you're getting it <laughs> well see and that that's what i need to get into too mm-hmm. i need to read it because i mean with thrawn making his debut in mm-hmm. Mandalorian with Ahsoka, uh, mentioning him, you know, he, uh, he's going to play a part somewhere in, mm-hmm. in one of these shows. And he's so, going to be very important. Right. Right. And so I want to, uh, the fact that we have pretty much based our, our podcast based right. on him and, and, you know, his, his lineage and stuff like that. I, I need to know a little bit more. And so that's probably where I'm going to start next is probably air of the empire myself. Yeah. I air of the empire is a great trilogy. Um, if you're only looking to do a small term investment, I would suggest starting with Thrawn. Okay. Just the book Thrawn. Um, personally, I like the. He's a different character in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Tim Zahn had time to sit and think about if I could make changes to Thrawn, you know, how would I change him? How would I make him a different character or improve him some way? And uh, I think even though he's essentially got the same strengths, I think the way that he's introduced um, is just more unique. He's very typical imperial in the sense yeah. that, you know, he's for the empire. He's um, just kind of cutthroat, got to do whatever he's got to do for the sake of winning. For sure. In the original 
Well, you, know, you see a lot of that in Rebels too. Right. He doesn't hold back. I mean, he if he's if right. he's going after something, he's going to make sure he he wins and he beats everybody at everything. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then, but like he's still got those softer edges now. You know what I mean? And he's sure. uh, not just doing everything for the sake of the Empire, for the sake of him kind of reestablishing himself. Um, he's got those mixed allegiances. You yeah. know, he's just he's a very interesting, enthralling character. Fun to read. Fun to learn about. Yeah, enthralling. <laughs> enthralling. So uh, we're talking about Thrawn and Ahsoka a little bit. How do you feel about Ahsoka? Um, she was a little annoying in Rebels or uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars, like really annoying. <laughs> but um, but I liked that Rosaria Dawson. You mm-hmm. know, I thought she did a great job with her um, in Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, she it's got a lot of potential, I yeah. think, especially with you know her uh, hunting Thrawn and trying to find Ezra. Is what my assumption is. Um, but I mean, overall, I think, I think it's got a lot of potential. Interesting. She definitely had, I think it's pretty widely agreed upon that like her start in Clone Wars was pretty obnoxious. Yeah, it was. I think that was kind of intentional because we're just supposed to have somebody that was supposed to dig at Anakin. I think there's like a comedic factor there. Um, but yeah, I, I personally haven't really seen the appeal that a lot of people have sure. as far as, cause some people are just like really big Ahsoka fans. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, don't get me wrong. I, right. I love the, uh, the double white lightsabers. That was, that, that is cool. That's awesome. That's cool. And the story behind that's cool. Yeah. Uh, there's an Ahsoka novel where it talks about how she, uh, like I think, I believe it's been several years since I read it. Cause I read it when it first came out, but I think she reclaims, uh, inquisitors lightsabers Okay, because she had to get rid of hers when she was in hiding. Yeah. And, um, she, they were blood crystals, and then she restores them, and that's why they're white. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it was either that or her allegiances shifted and the colors changed. But I'm pretty sure it was the Imperial Inquisitor one. Something like that. Hey, uh, Jamie, can you keep <laughs> Right. <I'm> just... <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's hard to keep track of that kind of stuff after sure. a while. But um, what is it that keeps you coming back to Star Wars after all these years? Uh, um, cause there's just so much, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's a video games or the movies or the TV shows or the books, I mean, there's just so much to it that, like I said earlier, I mean, with everything, you know, in different places at different times, but yet it all ties together into one story. It just, mm-hmm. I just, it's just one of those things that just, I love the way that it's all put together. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of people ask me like, what do you talk about on the show? And I was like, star Wars. Right. And they're like, how do you talk about Star Wars that much? I was like, there's so much to talk about. Oh my about. God, is there so much to talk about? I was about. like, right. you don't even understand. Right. Um, I mean, we're on episode, what do we say, 57? 57. So 57, and we've still got a bazillion to go because there's so, literally so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. We could have an episode where we talk about just the animals of Star Wars. I right. mean, there's a bazillion of them. You know? Tons of creatures. Right, tons of creatures. Creatures, there we go. Hey, Josiah, uh, <laughs> can you take note? No. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Josiah would love a creature. Oh, I know he would. spend like half an hour talking about yeah, wampas. He <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> um, but, uh, or just, just droids. I mean, mm-hmm. you can sit about talking around just droids or mm-hmm. just, um, Wookiees. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, you could sit here and talk about, you know, have an episode for every single race and you know, you're talking right. 3000 episodes, you know? So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. And I think that that's, that's what I love about Star Wars too, is that it's so immersive. I mean, there's so much to it so much to dive into that you can just literally spend hours and hours and hours in mm-hmm. it and still not know everything. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a, it's a great uniting thing as well. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Cause I have Absolutely. tons of people that 
even if Star Wars is the only thing we have in common, it's like enough. You know sure. what I mean? And I, I think Star Wars fans get a little bit of hate just because they can be pretty whiny sometimes. But uh, I love Star Wars, and I'll talk to anybody about Star Wars. I had a, a lot of uh, of friends growing up that were not they wanted to be kind of closet Star Wars fans because mm-hmm. it wasn't cool to be Star Wars. Yeah, fans. It wasn't cool then, but nowadays, like. I mean, some of those guys that I was friends with in high school, you, you see them posting on Facebook about uh, their screenshots from like Battlefront 2 or whatever. Right. <laughs> just like, you know, 35 year old guys, you know, playing Star Wars uh, on Xbox or whatever. It's just, Dude, I don't know. Freaking crazy. Okay. So if you had to choose between being a Jedi and a Sith, what would you choose? Sith. Why? Um, just the just power. Just power? Just power. And that you make a great Sith. Yeah. That's all there. Yeah. About. That's all it is. Uh, I am re-going through uh, the Bane trilogy. Okay. I can't even tell you how many times I've read it, but it's always so good. And he He's probably one of my more intriguing He's my ones. favorite Sith. Yeah. He's my favorite all time. Uh, I believe the motto of the Sith is, peace is a lie, there's only passion, which is uh, directly stabbing at the Jedi because theirs is, there's no emotion, there's only peace. Nice. Um, so he's like, peace is a passion. Or peace is a lie. There's only passion. Through passion, I gain power. Through power, I gain strength. Through strength, my chains are broken. Something like that. Wow. That's all they're about. That's a little too deep for me, though. It's pretty yeah. dark. <laughs> yeah, you know, it They're is. like, you know what? Screw whatever this guy's about. I just want things for me. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. You know right. you'd have to kill Sophie, probably. Um, She'd be a weakness. She'll probably watch this, so I'm going <laughs> to have to change my answer. <laughs> So, um, maybe I'll be a Jedi. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't think that would go over too well. So probably not. I might have to change my answer to Jedi. The Sith are bad man pajamas. You could be a Jedi, I guess, under Luke's tutelage. Cause you know, they let you have That's some true. attachments. That's true. Or I could just, you know, be an Anakin type and keep it in hiding. True. True. But that didn't then work destroy out too well the Republic. <laughs> Um, there's no right answer there's here. There's no right answer here for sure. That's... But yeah, I uh I it's always interesting. I think when sometimes when I'm driving in traffic about how it's good that I don't have the force cuz I would 100% just flip the car in front of me. Oh, you know without I mean? a doubt. Or just like, you know, wave your hand and have them drive into the right <laughs> into the concrete barrier to the left of them. Whatever, or, it takes. whatever it takes. I'm going somewhere. I feel like people have been driving slower recently. I don't know what it is. Normally, I'm the one that's slowest, and I'm going like five or ten over, and I've been like stuck behind people going five or ten under every day this well, week. Well, with like the freeze and it's and eighty rain. degrees outside. Oh, I know, but like, I mean, it can be eighty degrees out, but as soon as like the clard, clouds, the clouds get dark and uh, and they think it's gonna rain, everybody oh. just goes stupid. They, I just I don't it's get it. Ridiculous. Man. Yeah, it's a good it. thing I don't have the force. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, I want to say I would be a Jedi. <laughs> But it would take a lot of self control. <laughs> it would take a lot of self control. Yeah. Um I like the Jedi ways. I like the the way that they do things. Mm-hmm. They try to be soft spoken. They try to they try to do things the right way and mm-hmm. only open up a can when, when right. they have to. But um but just go in as in as a Sith, just like, you know what? I'm gonna fix this problem and I'm gonna fix it now. Just right. Shroom, pull out the lightsaber and, and just, just go do to whatever town. you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, there is the freedom in that aspect of the Sith. What is a uh, force power that's always intrigued you? Um, 
I love uh, Force Choke. Like, just seeing Vader use that in the early episodes. And then I like the, the Force Lightning. Because, okay. But I've always read that Anakin was strong enough to use it, but never could because of his suit. Yeah. Uh, it had something to do with the cybernetics as Darth Vader. Right, right. Uh, there is precedence for some Jedi using Force Lightning. Um, well, I mean, Rey. Yeah. So Rey. And then uh, Dooku as well. When oh, he was yeah. part of the Jedi, he used uh, lightning on a bounty hunter that was about to kill Qui-Gon. When Qui-Gon was his apprentice. Pretty wild, right? That is wild. It's hard to imagine that, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I think it's pretty mutually, I mean, pretty pretty widely agreed upon that it's like a Sith force power. Well, and, and even going back to, you know, being a casual, so to speak, mm-hmm. that um, not even realizing Qui-Gon being uh, Dooku's apprentice. Right. And so, I mean, that wouldn't be common knowledge to most people just watching the movie. True. You know, so, yeah. Well, um, I, yeah, in episode two, Dooku talks oh, that's about true. it. That's true. Yeah. He does mention it. But, you know, most people are going to forget about that, too. Sure. But, I mean, just to, just to really put that in perspective. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, to those two would be the only Jedi that would have that that power but yeah i think yeah. in canon uh, as far as i know uh i think uh quinlan voss uses it in the comics there's a uh, he's actually pretty cool he's very cool he's, very cool. he's one of my top five maybe top three favorite jedi and when we did that episode about him i didn't even realize that he had that little uh that little cameo in episode one mm-hmm. where he just kind of sitting in the background back there on yeah the, so yeah. i think uh the real life story behind that is that character was invented and then um they just had that extra and George Lucas, I think, really liked the character of Quinlan Voss, so he brought him over into canon, and then they made him, you know, That's that awesome. character, yeah. and then, uh, you know, made the markings on his the face part of their species. Yeah. yeah, so very cool. Um, what is what's your favorite story arc in Rebels? Oh, um, honestly, I don't know. There was a lot to it. Um, there were some good story arcs. There were. It's been a minute since I've watched it too, so I'm I'm trying to replay it in my head. Put me on the spot. Um, I like the just the uh, the mental fight between Ezra and him, like throughout the whole show. Uh, Ezra and Maul. Ezra and uh, Thrawn. Okay. And just you know, just kind of going back and forth with each other, trying to. Um, or or Thrawn and any of those guys, um, yeah. Hera or um, what was Hera's last name? I cannot. Syndulla. Syndulla. So Syndulla's family. That that whole episode where, where they had the little yeah the little rattle <laughs> little rattle like thing. Um, I just uh, anything that had to do with Thrawn in Rebels was great, and then um, and then just the the progression of Ezra uh, throughout the years. I just. I will I will say that some of Ezra's character development is some of the best. Sure. You know you see him change so much. I think that's one of my greatest complaints about Rebels is um, how easily matched Thrawn is. Just uh, like, for instance, him losing to Space Whales. That yeah. infuriates me <laughs> to no end. I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like but stupid off-the-wall stuff. You know, we don't know. But, exactly. I mean, if you're talking about him actually meeting the objective he had at that time, yeah, I guess yeah. he lost. Sure. Uh, which is stupid because... I feel like the rebels for the most part, they don't actually have to win. They just have to stop the empire from doing whatever they want to do. True. You know what I mean? I feel like their options are a lot more open. 
where the Empire has like one specific goal that they're working towards, and the Rebels are like, mm mm mm. So the Rebels never really progress, so to speak. They just stop the Empire. Yeah, that's yeah. that's all yeah. it is. Uh, they do very, they do a little progression, but not much. Not much at all. Not much at all. It's literally their plan is just whatever the Empire is doing to not do it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They're right. like, where are we going? I don't know. Where's the Empire? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Going to Endor, I guess. You know, That's something funny. amazing, I guess. Something amazing. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, those rebels. Those rebels. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're talking about original trilogy characters. Okay. We're going to just keep it human. Han, Luke, Leia. Who would you rather hang out with for a day? Han. Han? Yeah. That scoundrel. What would you do with Han for a day? Uh, oh, dude, we'd be... Uh, boosting chips. <laughs> yeah, we'd be boosting. Playing sabak. Playing sabak. Uh, you know, just uh, just stealing stuff. I mean, just talk. You know, sweet talking Anarchy. people out of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, just us and a Wookiee with us. I mean, dude, who's, who's going to tell us shot no? at all day, bro? <laughs> I'm good with that. I know how to shoot. Dude, I feel like that would be such a stressful day hanging out with Han. Probably, but it, it would be stressful but, to the max. But then when you go to sleep at night, you're like, man, that was awesome. You know. So. If you get to sleep at night, man, bro, I'm no stormtrooper. I'm still, still on the run, dude. So. He's think about it. He's literally never not on the run from somebody. Well, I, I thought about that the other day when uh, uh, Ezra wanted to watch Force Awakens, so mm-hmm. you know we're watching it. And when he pops up there with his ship and his gray hair, I was just mm-hmm. like, man, he's literally been on the run for his ever, life. His like whole his life. entire life. So, uh, but yeah, just thinking about how old he is and how he's been on the run forever is just unreal but the fact that he is he's still walking on two legs i mean he's doing something right (laughs) all right uh in episode eight we've got luke and he's walking through his daily life and ray's just kind of following him around okay would you drink the milk (laughs) i'm don't knock it to try it i guess i don't know dude Uh, he makes he makes a really nasty face he does make a really nasty face but i mean you know if that's all there is and you know because looking around on that island there's not a whole lot to eat there's seafood man yeah but that um that stuff is obviously giving him some kind of protein because he's he's got mercury poisoning eating all that seafood i don't know his hand does look a little silver (laughs) doesn't it little little metallic like does his hand filter out mercury we need answers <laughs> we need answers that's hilarious okay uh let's see did Sheev throw the fight in episode three him and mace windu <sighs> did he throw the fight mm-hmm. do you think mace windu actually beat Sheev palpatine in armed combat um there's a couple ways i could answer that but answer it however you want. i would say no you don't think so no because Sheev does not make decisions without having something behind it filtering. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like already knowing what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, I mean, no. He, he knew that that was coming. He knew something was coming. Uh, no, I don't think that. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. I think he threw the fight. Really? I think he threw the fight. Because he needed dire circumstances to push Anakin over the edge. He knew Anakin was going to come. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I could see that. He, he was holding back that whole time. You know what I mean? He was, he was the one that pushed Mace over the edge. That's true. I think, it, but here's the question. Is, is Mace still dead? I think so. Is he dead? I think he's dead. 
But there's so many theories that he's not. Yeah, but there, there was, were so many Darth Jar Jar theories. Yeah, that's true. I don't trust Star Dude, Wars theories I liked the, as far as I can the, throw them. Um, the theory that Mace was the one that was going to come back and get Grogu. I thought that that was so good. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was very you know logical, but I thought it was like, I think yes. everybody knew in their heart of hearts it had to be. Like, oh, yeah, of course. The only person running a Jedi temple at the time. Yeah, yeah. But still, I, I thought that would have been an awesome, awesome way to bring uh, old Samuel L. back. It would have been it would have been interesting. Yeah. It would have been interesting. So Okay. Then let's talk about let's talk about original trilogy. What's your favorite original trilogy? What's your favorite moment from the original trilogy? Um I loved the indoor fight. The one the very end, like where, um, like outside the outside shield generator, the shield generator, and just like on indoor, where, uh, you know, Chewie gets up in the the uh, the ATST or mm-hmm. whatever, and him and the Ewoks, and the Ewoks sitting there playing with his hair as he's just blasting people out of the trees and stuff. Um, that I just, I just, for whatever reason, that was just too cool for me. Like, I mean, when did, when did that come out? Episode six. Uh, I'm bad at dates. As far as the original trilogy goes. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I remember it. I think uh, it was. I was still very young, but I still, it's just one of those. I want to say either 87 or 89. I think it was 89, something like that. But I just, I thought that that was just like very iconic fight for me. Just, it was so much going on. And then to go back and forth between that and the star fight happening up in the. um, 1983. Sorry. I was thinking 79, but it was 83. 83. Good Lord. I was way off on that. Sorry, everybody. Fake fan. So, but, uh, but to bounce back and forth between the star fight going on up above and then, uh, mm-hmm. and then the indoor fight down below is just phenomenal. Yeah. For a long time, Jedi was my favorite movie until the, yeah. until the prequels came out. And then I was all about Revenge of the Revenge Sith of after the that Sith. came out. So what makes that such a great movie for you? For me, uh, I think the greatest thing about Revenge of the Sith is just that was the first Star Wars film we had ever had at that point where the technology really, really, really caught up with what. I always envisioned Star Wars to be. Okay. Um, and then it's just the culmination of a lot of things we needed to see happen. You know what I mean? We had, um, it was it was really it's really about that transformation for Anakin. You know what I mean? Just seeing what pushes him over the edge from being yeah. um, one of the most powerful Jedi in the Order to completely changing teams over to the Sith. It's not like it was unforeseen. What with the whole uh, genocide that takes place in Episode Two, but. I, I, there's just so much to it. There's a lot of character development. Uh, there's great fight scenes. The choreography for that is great. The music is great. It's just it's it's not music really. throughout all of them are phenomenal. Yeah, John Williams. John is, Williams is the man. He's like, a beast. He is the man. I love. Uh, in high school, we did a uh, uh, a band tribute to John Williams, and it was like just a lot of his songs. What like, did you play in high school? A saxophone. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played, Do you still play saxophone? Uh, I can, but I don't. <laughs> um, but no, we did Jurassic Park. We did Empire of the Sun. We did Star Wars. We did, I mean, he's got, you can go on for days for how much stuff he's done. He's what, 89, 90, in his 90s now? He's getting up there. Him yeah. and Willie Nelson. <laughs> Never say die. Right, right. But they're just, I mean, but he's still producing music. And mm-hmm. that's what, I mean, he's just got such a, a musical brain that just makes yeah, him he's, such he's a, a He's a once in a generation genius. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so... With that in mind, uh, favorite score? You already know. You got to tell me. Uh, episode one. Episode one? Episode one. The uh, And then the favorite track on that score? 
the fight. Um, Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. By far. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. It's so good. And then the fight was phenomenal, too. The so fight just, was a beautiful thing. It just clicked. Yeah, you got Ray Park doing the martial arts for the dark side. Uh, you've got uh, Liam Neeson's. He's <laughs> he's going to be doing the core. I mean, he's doing fight choreography for, like, every film he's ever done. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard, Ewan McGregor is supposed to be like one of the best to work with as far as the choreographers were concerned. I remember, uh, the ones that were doing the training for Revenge of the Sith were talking about how easy it was to train, uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and that like, it's just like the best you could hope for. Well, I read something to where they were like doing so well in like some of their practices or some mm-hmm. of their, their shootings that they literally had to slow them down because they were just, they were just flying through it yeah. because they just got like, they just had that click together to where everything was just, you know, perfect to yeah. where they could go through these fight scenes. And, but it was so quick that they literally had to slow it down just to yeah. you know, make it look good. I had so. also heard that, that they're like, we got to slow this down or nobody's going to believe that it's right. not sped up. Right. Right. That's freaking crazy. That's unreal. I personally wish they hadn't done that because I always read about the way that force users look when they're using the force. Mm-hmm. And it's almost always described as so fast it would have been a blur to the naked eye. You know, that it's like it takes them seconds after. Like, so you're somebody... saying that they should have left it in there just to really show us what it was like. I think so. I could see Especially that. Especially yeah. after, because you read about um, like the way that Sheev Palpatine fights, for instance, in, the, yeah. in like the Plagueis book. And it's just, he's a, he's a one-man army. You yeah. know what I mean? And so just because on the part of the actor, they weren't able to really make him fast enough to portray what they wanted to portray. I think if we could have at least had that from Anakin and Obi-Wan, that it would have been a cool display. Yeah, or something cool. like that. That'd have been really cool. Okay, well, so. I think we're about ready to close up. Cool. Uh, any last thoughts? Anything you want to share? You need the people at home to know about Adam. Um, that even if you're just thinking about, uh, you know, taking a look into any Star Wars, whether it's a book or a movie or whatever, just know that it's a lot more than just what you see. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of content. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot there's just a lot period Mm -hmm. uh check it all out check the books out check the encyclopedias out check the the uh, wikipedia pages i mean there's there's all kinds of stuff uh tv shows disney plus has got everything on there uh the animated series the just just check it all out don't don't leave anything left unturned check it all out there's so much to learn there's so much to find and there's really something for everyone i feel like for sure you know what i mean I think that, that when they went to those animated series, they were trying to tie into some younger generations mm-hmm. too to try to get, uh, you know, to get those too. And I think they did a good job of them. Yeah. But the stories were actually good enough for right. grown-ups to go back and watch yeah, too. Yeah, it's so. easy to get into and it's easy to stick around for. Absolutely, absolutely. So. All right. Well, Adam, you cool. have a tagline? Uh, no, I'm just uh, may the force be with you guys and uh, appreciate you tuning in with us even though uh, there's not a hillbilly with a giant mullet sitting here. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, thanks for joining and uh, may the force be with you. And, uh, remember literally right now, because my brother's gone, (laughs) (laughs) the only family you have here is me. Nice. Love it. Take care.